This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Own Mindset Podcast. It's something for the weekend time. Joining me to discuss Brighton's visit to Villa Park in the early hours of Saturday, Mr. Chris Bird. Welcome. Hello, mate. How are you? Good. This is a clash. This is the kind of games we've been waiting for. Villa 100% at home this season. Brighton 100% away. Somebody's O has got to go. Oh, it's a good one. The interesting thing uh, is, and I've only just realize this we're six in the league but actually we've only played two home games we've played four away so we are up there in the league but despite the disadvantage of playing more games away and brighton although they're third have actually played four home games and two away so i'm thinking potentially we are uh, better than the, even the league table tells us we are which is baffling really considering we, we, you'd say we're sixth in the table and we haven't even really played that well yet yeah no exactly well we've always said the premier league is a dog league <laughs> <laughs> in terms of levels but uh, there's like the top few teams and then after that it's a it's a it's a bun fight. You're just going to uh, get a half-decent, well-organised team. Don't play your captain uh, at left-back. Uh, you should be all right. Oh, no, we'd already done that. <laughs> oh, no, we did that in the cup. That's why we're out. Before we go on for the 23-24 season, the My Old Man Said podcast is sponsored by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Green King Sports venues are showing every televised Aston Villa fixture over the course of the season. So instead of turning to the internet for a dodgy stream, get your mates together and get down to your local Green King pub and get closer to the action. Green King Sport have just recently launched the Green King Sport Instagram page, which will be home to fan content, deals and competitions throughout the season. Drop them a follow and you won't just be the first to know all about this. You'll be helping out the My Old Man Said podcast as well. 
as I said in the previous show, we're in the situation now. We're playing the games that kind of define who you are. We've we've taken care of business against uh, teams we expect to beat with a level of player we have now. Uh, we haven't got anything from trips to Liverpool and Newcastle, but not many will. That is par, isn't it? Because they are the tougher games you can get, and if you get anything from them, they're, they're almost like bonus points. And we kind of went to Chelsea and got the job done there, albeit not yeah. in the most necessarily convincing fashion, but we, we got the job done. So more of the same against Brighton, please. Yeah, Chelsea is the first one of those games, wasn't it, where actually now you're getting, if, you, if you're winning here, then you know you're, uh, regardless of performance, you, you're in the, going in the right direction. Yeah, I think so. Chelsea, though, you can mitigate for how we won that. Obviously, they went down to 10 men, but uh, Brighton's another another kettle of fish because they are decent and away you know they beat Manchester United 3-1 and, and they battered them as well and they just played them off the park I mean you may have seen their 30 pass goal amazing goal which I mean Villa have done a few 20 pass ones and you know they go up on, mm. the, on the highlights and you think oh yeah fair play that's cool but when it's 30 it's, it's, it's another level isn't it because Especially away from home and when it speeds up going through the phase of the pitch, you're like, oh, now they're going to go. And then it, they, just, they just pulled them apart. It's a great goal. Fair play to them. There is concern here. Uh, we're waiting. I mean, this is an early kickoff. And, uh, we, you know, here we are. We, there's no sign of Emery's uh, press conference. So they're all the same anyway. So uh, it's not too much of a problem. In terms of injuries, I think we saw on the bench against Everton, at least, that certain players are starting to uh, come back. It looks like Carlos is back and will be eased into the picture. I think, uh, judging by the Warsaw game and also Everton, uh, he's somebody that we need in terms of squad depth. If you're going to rotate, I mean, people are saying, oh, these players need rotating, uh, you know, in terms of the excuses for Warsaw and Everton. But you think, well, we're only a few games into the season. It's not as if it's uh, the back end of the season and, you know, the fatigue is uh, creeping in mentally as well. This is, uh, you know, we should have been able to play Torres uh, against Warsaw. I don't get it. Well, you'd have, you'd have understood that, you know, if you play him in Konza in Warsaw and you play a strong side out there and then you play a weak, a much weaker side against Everton, in the end, you'd look at both sides on paper and they weren't that weak. And certainly the, you know, yeah. the team that finished against Everton was basically a you know, full strength back four, full strength midfield and you know, Watkins up front, you had Olsen in goal. It's kind of, mm, I, yeah, I don't buy that. There's a lazy narrative that that was our second string and it's like, I don't think so. And Tielemans isn't there to be like a backup player. He's, he's no. brought in to be kind of like, he's part of the rotation, but he's meant to be a big, impact player and Dendonka by the way played and got man of the match in some of those games like the Newcastle win 3-0 yeah. when we hammered I mean, Brentford he's kicked the ball this season he's not really had a pre-season so he's miles off it but yeah but also Olsen is his kryptonite because yeah. every time he plays with Olsen, it's like, uh, he'll kind of like roll it back to Olsen. Like he'll no pressure. Someone. No problem. Yeah. And Olsen will like blast it straight back at him. And that's where the mistakes come. He's like, Dendonka likes to chill out the passage of play. And like, he you know, rolls it back to Olsen. Everything's cool. It's like, yeah, no, you just like play it out casually to uh, somebody else. And he blasts it back at him. And it, that's what happened against Stevenage. So I wouldn't play Dendonka with Olsen. And, no. You know, Dendonka gets a load of shit and it's like, well, it's Olsen that's his kryptonite, really. The first goal was horrendous. And this, of course, the second goal was a, a Tiedemann's mistake who had a dreadful night against Everton. But We are digressing away from the main action of something for the weekend, which is the Brighton game. I did have a meeting uh, last night uh, to basically sweep up the loose ends of the meeting with Chris Heck. Chris Heck wasn't at this virtual meeting, but his uh, chief 
commercial officer Ben Hatton was more of that later when when the well in the main show we'll get into that but there's a, to me there's like a cloud now over Villa in terms of these people's intentions and their logic I mean these are people that will not admit when they're wrong as well which is also very dangerous uh, but I'll get into that on the the main show and also on the member shows as well uh, next week in terms of Brighton what's Deserby been saying well it looks like Ferguson will be back he, he didn't play midweek I think they were they were quite disappointed to go to Chelsea and not win it. It sounded like you know, they played played fairly well, but Chelsea managed to get the win. But I think they were disappointed. They wanted to have a good crack at the crack at the cup, which you'd have thought if they'd have maybe got through that round, they could have sort of been the type of team who could give the the league cup actually a pretty good go. Yeah, and obviously they're looking ahead to a trip. You know, they've got a big trip to Marseille in Europe this week when we entertain. There is, a, I mean, start. from supporters' point of view, there is kind of a goldfish mentality when it comes to the league cup because you know that every season we let supporters down by i mean it wasn't a weak team it was uh, lack of application really an attitude and, and also the pricing was ridiculous but we'll get on to that in the in the next show mm-hmm. when i relay the club's thinking i mean i've mentioned it in the previous show about that but i mean i mean i'm with pep guardiola i'm not going to waste one percent of energy for carabao cup especially in the early rounds and my that's my philosophy. I don't. I will not go to any of these early round games now because I don't believe uh, they care about it. Well, they clearly don't. But I don't think Brighton in the bigger picture will be too upset because they have business to do in the Europa League. And I don't know if Brighton will struggle in the Europa League because they'll be playing teams that play in a similar or let's say more similar fashion than they are. Yeah. So it's more even keel, while when they're playing in the Premier League, they're playing a bit more of a, let's say, a European style. It's a, I mean, that's a loose term, but you know, you kind of know what I mean. Yeah. And it's effective against Premier League teams, while against, you know, your Ajaxes or whatever, it may be uh, not as effective. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, it was a strange one, actually, to see them. They've had all this weight to play in Europe, and then they lost their first game at home. You just thought they'd have gone, you know, made a really big occasion of it and, and gone all in and obviously lost... 3-2 in a very similar manner to, to Villa in the, in the way we did in Warsaw. So it's two teams who are looking pretty good in the league, but are very, very kind of scratchy in the in the Cups. You say we're looking good in the league, but I mean, Palace... In terms of position... There was something missing there. I mean, we got out of jail... In the second uh, half. I, th- I think the first half, on a, first half, though, another day, Villa, Villa going 2-3 up and it's game over, so... Yeah, but I, I, th- I thought there wasn't... We were looking for that change of gear, and it kind of wasn't there, and it and it needed a agree with that that thunderbolt with that. from Duran to can really shake things up and almost like yeah. switches on. The same it's, thing kind of happened in a way on on and the, the Everton game. You know, Kamara got his goal, and all of a sudden Villa thought, "Oh, we've got five minutes to go here, five ten minutes to go. We might wake up here and give it a bit of a go." Yeah, but it's, it's strange because I mean the club are doing everything off the pitch to really mess with fan sentiment for once in the first time for. Well over a decade, we just want to concentrate on the football, but getting shafted left, right and centre off the pitch. But, uh, you know, Brighton, I just want to focus on the on the football for that game. Because these are the games you want to, you know, you look forward to, you think, yeah, yeah. head to head. It's two really even teams, probably play a slightly different way, but they've both got good players. They're both the success stories of last season, which is clearly why, you know, the TV people have wanted to you know, broadcast this one. Um you want to turn up and be like, this should be a really good game of football. Win, lose or draw, you're going to go, yeah, this should be entertaining. There'll be some great football on show. And you, and then in the back of your head, you're thinking, oh yeah, but there's terrace view and there's lower grounds and everything else that's going on. You're like, come on, guys. 
And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But anyway, the good news is Brighton have only ever won once in the Premier League era at Villa Park. Yeah, it was during lockdown, of course. Yeah, that's one away victory in 15 uh, Premier League attempts. And Villa have kind of got their number, really. I mean, it's kind of odd because Brighton... in recent years? Brighton can literally be anybody but Villa in recent years. Mm, yeah, which is strange. So, uh, well, hopefully that continues. We shall see. I mean, we, we've always maintained on the show that it's consecutive wins in the Premier League because we knew there was going to be a, that League Cup game where we don't take it seriously and, you know, the club shafters on prices and there's nobody there and the players don't care because there's nobody there. So we'll continue with the league home. As, I mean, as long as you keep winning at home games, and this will be impressive if we kept that consecutive run I want to keep it going until we play Manchester City and then it's high stakes isn't it if you're going to pull out pull out a big win against City then if it's continuing your consecutive home wins and it's it'll be quite a formidable number then yeah, I mean, we're looking to do, is it five of the opening seven league games for the things that it would be the third time? I think we did it in 98-99 under Gregory when we had that really great start to the season where we were top at Christmas. 2020-2021 through lockdown under Smith where we were in the top six. So I think it was on Boxing Day, wasn't it? We went sixth. Um, it'd be a really good sort of statement to, to put down that Villa are kind yeah. of, you know, we're in the mix and we haven't really, you know, got a full strength side and we're not at our best yet. That would, that would give them a real Brighton have actually won the you know five of their first six top flight matches. That's first time in their history that they've managed. Yeah. So they are pretty pretty much mirroring where Villa are because it was only in the last final shakeup really that they took that Europa League place, mm-hmm. and uh, we had to settle for the Conference League. Also, their manager didn't want the Conference League. I always and, and said that yeah. <laughs> that's what uh, on the pitch with a microphone. We need one yep. more point. We don't want Conference League. Mm. <laughs> I love it. So, well, that was my highlight of last season. I just. In terms of rallying the troops before the game publicly, and, and, like and in yeah, the middle of in, the pitch on a microphone. And in terms of sort of 2023, obviously we've, we've, we've commented quite a lot about Villa's sort of position over the calendar year and Brighton are up there. I think we've got 55 points in 2023. Brighton have got 53, which is, you know, there's only City on 71, Arsenal and Liverpool on 55 who are better. So these are two of the, the better sides in the division. Threat meeting. I mean, if he plays Ferguson... You know, I mean, he's quick, he's strong. I, th- I think the matchup with him against Konza or Torres um, is going to be a big battle. I'd say Matoma as well, really. They're the two real big I mean, Ferguson's story is a class. It's, it's what Villa have been trying to do. Yeah, and bully teams and get a star. They haven't really managed to pull it off to this degree. I mean, maybe it's early days. We shall see. Where well, they've been paying top dollar, you know, right up to a million uh, for the best players of especially uh, local teams like West Brom that are out of their academy 
because Ferguson came from uh, Bohemian in Ireland, obviously is a, you know, boy, he plays for the national team now. He scored a couple of goals in six uh, appearances, but they got him at 16. He's 18 now, 19 uh, in October, and he's ready to go, isn't he? Well, people use the phrase he's cooking a lot for different things, and he, he really is for a kid. He's he got four in, four and six games in the league, but he's he's physically ready to go. He's quick. He can finish. He's He's got it, got it all, hasn't he? And, and again, he'll be another one that Brighton make an enormous profit of it on in a year or two's time, I'm sure. Yeah. Because he will get the big move. Villa have got Duran. Don't forget that. They do. I mean, the, the key to Brighton's success has been their midfield and the way they can actually rotate it and it be mm. effective. I mean, they end up, I mean, they got a tonking last year. I mean, it was against Everton, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 5-1, I think it was, right at the end of the season. So they've got it in them. They give you chances. Yeah, you thought, well, they might slip here. And then they had some injuries. But then, you know, they were they had like 19-year-olds, 18-year-olds just coming in. And it was almost like a seamless transition. And with that sort of little blend of experience, they've obviously bought, you know, they've got Milner, Welbeck, Lalana. They've got these kind of seasoned pros with a, just to give, give them that little bit of steady, you know, steady in the ship. And then they've obviously got, you know, got stars like Matoma, etc. And they've obviously just gone and got Ansu Fati from Barcelona. Because, you know, when they beat Manchester United 3-1, you look at that lineup and you see Welbeck as a, their striker and then Lalana playing behind him. And you think, well, that's yesteryears. Yeah. That's like 10 years ago, isn't it? But, it shows you, I mean, that's good team building where you've got all these bright sparks, young players, and then you sprinkle in players that are in their day were good, but they're obviously still got the hunger and they've identified that. I mean, Welbeck, I mean, he had a lot of injuries, didn't he? And he never he really did. probably fulfilled his on, promise. Yeah. So he, that's why he's probably still focused now to really notch up highlights in his career that he perhaps missed earlier on just through his injuries. But yep. he's, having, he's having a good time at Brighton. He's an effective player. And probably one of these ones, you know, that Villa have kind of sort of, you know, put their nose up a little bit at in the past of going and buying one of these kind of players who's just steady. And then he's obviously coming to Brighton and, he, and he's effective. And Would you have Welbeck? You know, we always talk about, well, Villa as a fan base talk about as well sort of as a backup. There's no backup to Watkins here. Would you have a Welbeck type level? I have no problem with someone like him. Yeah, it depends, obviously, on kind of the, the, the fiscal side of it. In some of you don't want to be hemorrhaging monster wages, but you know for what you probably pay, you're going to get your money's worth because he is, you know, whatever your plan is, he'll be able to slot in and just quietly go about his business. And I think there's, there's something to be said for players like that, especially, for example, in, you know, like the you know, the League Cup, you know, you could you could have put him in against Everton, no problems about him doing a job. He probably could have gone to Warsaw and done a good job because he's been experienced at playing, you know, in big sort of international and European games for United. So he wouldn't sort of shit himself in the big atmosphere. Dunk, I think, is integral in terms of He is. He defense. should be back for that game. Yeah, he's, he's been a massive player for them, hasn't he, for a, for a few years now. I mean, the good Very news good from player. a Villa point of view, uh, Gross is out. Yes, who always is, has, tended to, yeah, has tended to always have a good game against Villa, actually. Yeah, and CISO, Milner's out. But it's not, I thought they had more injury. I thought they had a real injury problem, but it's probably not as bad. I mean, if Ferguson, you'd probably have him about 80, 85%. He played I at think Bour- he'll, oh, yeah. Played I think at Bournemouth. Play. You know, they said he wasn't fully fit for that, but, you know, he didn't take any part in the cup game. So I, I would presume he, after a week's rest, he, he should be fine. Yeah. So uh, looking forward, actually, to see uh, what he's all about in the flesh. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and obviously the, you know, the Brighton game, we all have very good memories of last season. It was a really, really good day at Villa Park, that one, and a really, really good game. Um, yeah. Probably a one, one that after a couple of wobbly results in recent weeks, Emery will be really focused on this one to, to kind of get the job, the job done. 
and put a bit of a marker down. If only for themselves, not necessarily the league and and everyone else. This will be to show themselves that we are where we want to be. Yeah, and they'll gain a huge, you know, they can gain a huge amount of confidence from that. And, and obviously, you want to, you do also want to go into that Mostar game on the back of a good performance because you've you've kind of got to win that European game, really. Yeah, you, you definitely need to get some forward momentum in terms of confidence. And Brighton, because they're one of the teams that will be around us, way if you're judging on last season as well, as well as how they've started. They then, will. if you're taking points off them, you, you're doing yourself a big favour in terms of where you're actually going to finish uh, in the yeah, league agreed. at the end. Agreed. With that said, we're doing a, a quick one here because it's an early kickoff, so the time span we need to get this out SAP and uh, obviously there's only a few hours that you can actually listen to the show so mum's pulls panel result I'm gonna go a very very close home win very close I'm gonna go score draw because I think I'm not that convinced by Villa at the moment not defensively and I think Brighton are, let's say, a bright bunch, so uh, they will cause problems. They're probably the first team who will come to Villa Park and they'll actually have a really good go. And I was I, a bit I do, I do perturbed. That. that Chelsea game uh, perturbed me. Uh, just seeing the highlight, as, as the game wore on, they broke that high line and, and really it was Martinez that, uh, even against 10 men, that uh, got us the win. Yeah. And I think it was yeah, a trigger. huge saves. Triggered a bit too easily, and Brighton are an intelligent team that will that have studied Villa, and they'll be turning up to take advantage of any weaknesses. So we shall see. Right, thank you very much for listening. I'm still very much under the weather. Hopefully, uh, I'll be better for the game. Even though it's an early kickoff, I would have liked to lie in this weekend. I must admit. But until the next show, thank you for listening as always uh, please do follow us on social media whatever platform at myomansaid.com twitter facebook tiktok instagram etc until next time it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him goodbye away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.